0: Hey everyone, I'm Chad Balthrop. I'm here with my pastor Chris Wall, and this is the very first episode of The Platform, a bi-weekly podcast that takes you behind the scenes at First Baptist Owasso. Each episode we'll talk about life together through the lens of God's Word and dig deeper into messages from previous weeks as we look ahead to what's coming next. We called this podcast The Platform, and there's a reason for it. Chris, every year you've extended a gospel challenge to the people of our community and encouraged everyone to live their lives on a gospel adventure. Talk to me about The Platform just a little bit. What does The Platform mean to you?
1: Yeah, thanks, Chad. This is uh, this is an exciting day because uh, just getting to begin a journey with this podcast. I, I look forward to seeing how how the Lord's going to use it uh, in the life of our church and community, and and I'm just thankful for. Uh, for the work you're doing to put, put this together. You know, uh, the platform nine thirty six is just kind of our gospel challenge this year. Um, You know, several years ago, God put on my heart that I need to have a gospel challenge every year for the rest of my life. And as I wrestled through that and prayed through that, it dawned on me that, man, I'm I'm a pastor of a church and, and, and this doesn't need to just be for me. It needs to be for our entire congregation. And so, so, Several years ago, God just began to shape my heart that direction, and and so we've done this uh, uh, for the last several years. But this year, I wanted to. I just felt like I, like it needed to be different, and so uh, t- two months before twenty twenty began, I I sat down with our entire staff and said, "Look, let's do this together." And and we we uh, tackled this together, and it was just really an amazing couple of meetings that we had and and just as we dialogued and spent time together praying about the, the the gospel challenge that we would bring to our church and 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 out of that Brandon Trenum, our our children's pastor brought up this idea of platform and it was just a great challenge because the truth is every one of us have a platform we all have a, a, um, we all have a calling in life whether you're a a truck driver, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a, a coach, a CEO, a a pastor, whatever you do, we are called to be ambassadors for Christ. And and God has given us a platform. And so for for our church, we said let's let's stand on that platform. And let's serve the Lord.
0: Yeah, it really was a great, a great experience. It was an incredible opportunity where when our staff came together and just started dreaming about this gospel challenge and the adventure that we're going to go on with the idea that we would just share our faith with people, that we would connect with someone every day. And the idea of the platform, I just thought, was such a strong one because a platform, it represents the principles we stand on. It represents the plan we intend to follow. But I think the greatest thing is it, 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 it represents the place, our place of greatest influence. And I think that's what you were saying just a second ago. Every one of us has a place of influence. As a pastor on staff at a church, I've got influence here in this community. But but man, business leaders and people who go to school and people on the ball field, they've got a place of influence everywhere they go as well. And just that constant reminder and that constant question of how are you using the influence you have to connect with someone and more specifically to help connect them with the gospel. Now, part of that platform idea, we're challenging the church to memorize Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. Why that passage? And tell me what that's all about.
1: Yeah, that, that passage is, uh, is foundational because Jesus did this. Jesus had a platform. And he, it says right there in Matthew 9 that he traveled throughout the towns and villages preaching in their synagogues. You know, that, that was the first platform that Jesus had is through these synagogues. And then, then he, was, he was in their communities, and, and he had a platform that he used to, uh, to heal diseases and, and, and share the good news of the kingdom, it says. And, and, and the reason that verse, and, and we call it platform 936, because in Matthew 9, verse 36, he saw the crowds and he was moved with compassion for people and and it's my prayer that we don't just go oh i got this job and it's not really meaningful but but all of us have people that we connect with at our jobs which makes it meaningful whatever you do you are an ambassador for Christ and and to see people to see the crowds and and to be moved with compassion and it's this idea Look, we need to connect with somebody every day, and so this 9:36 is a, is a daily challenge. And so, uh, as our staff prayed about this, we thought, what if we uh, set an alarm every morning at 9:36 and began a daily call to to seek the Lord and to see people and and to be engaged with the Spirit of God on a daily basis. And so that's kind of where that came from that that 9:36 reminder and and and. And that we could really look for somebody every day to connect with and and minister to and and share the gospel.
0: With. Yeah, it's been fun to see and to hear stories of what people have done as they've set their alarms for 9:36. And that reminder is really a reminder to pray and to just ask God, "Help me to see people God the way you see them. Help me as I see them to be moved with compassion for them to help them in some way or to connect with them, to pray for them or to serve them or to give thanks for them, just to express some appreciation to them." You know, even the challenge to know what we believe you know, maybe that that nine thirty six alarm is a reminder that we need to we need to take a look at God's word a little closer, and then specifically to share the story of our own faith. This is what God's done in our lives, and to be able to speak for ourselves and share that with someone else. I know that we've been doing that, you know, since the beginning of the year. Have you heard any stories about those nine thirty six alarms going off, or anything that's, that's going on in someone's life as yeah, that happens?
1: I have. You know, uh, the other day Dana Rizzo called me. She's uh, a leader in our women's Bible yeah. studies, and and uh, our our ladies had started their study, and and it was 9:36, and all over the room alarms started going off, and and Dana was like, it was so cool, Chris, because we just said, what what is going on? It was like uh, alarms everywhere, and and it was just um, they stopped to pray, and I'm gonna go speak to them tomorrow, and 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 just thank them and challenge them, and just uh, I was so blessed by that story of just. It, of all those alarms going off, and think about it, man. I mean, think about what the results going to be of a church full of people seeking the Lord every day. Yeah, I, I mean, th- that's why you know in the in the social media posts we're we're talking about, um, uh, hey, you ought to hashtag gospel adventure, because uh, not not uh, think about the adventure uh, that God is going to take us on as as we seek Him. And, and, and when I think about an entire church, um, at 936, turning their face to the Lord saying, God, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm checking in today and I'm, um, I'm willing to, to, I want to see people like you see them, man. I can't wait to hear the story that God writes as we get to follow him and, and, and stay in step with him. And, and so what an adventure. So, yeah. so you know, that may be a challenge. If, if you're posting something, hashtag that gospel adventure. Uh, I don't know all the, you know, the Twitter stuff. I mean, you guys are the technical ones, and I'm – I'm kinda of along for the ride when it comes to that, but but I just think that's a cool opportunity to see that gospel adventure take place.
0: Yeah, it really is. That hashtag gospel adventure, it's just hashtag gospel adventure is really just a great tool. The reason it's a great tool is as you have something happen in your own life or as you stop to pray and as you see God answer prayers, it gives you a chance to to tag it in a way that other people can see it because other people are on this gospel adventure with you. And then more specifically, the further in the year we go, it becomes something we can search. And as we search it, we can look back and just see the ways God has moved in our own lives and the lives of our friends and family and the lives of the people we've tried to connect with. And so I'll encourage you, as you pray at 936, as you set your own alarm, or as you just have moments to share the gospel or to connect with someone, share those stories on social media. And when you do, be sure to put that hashtag on it. If for no other reason than it just gives us an opportunity to celebrate together what God's doing in your life and in the lives of so many other people. And so I hope that you'll do that. You know, beyond the platform, Platform 936, there's something else unique about today. Today's January 22nd, and something unique happened in the life, not just of our church, but really of two churches three years ago today, it was that, that two churches, First Baptist Owasso and Calvary Baptist Church in, in Tulsa, we became one church together. And that happened, I can't believe it's been three years. It's been amazing to see. what What's that been like for you, man, Chris?
1: Man, you talk about a gospel adventure. That, that's sure been one of them. Uh, yeah. You know, that's a work of God, Chad. I mean, th- I can't believe it. Three years ago, God led us together. And, and, you know, Calvary was a church that is, has been a historic rock in our community. And, and they are standing in need of revitalization, like so many other churches around Tulsa and not just Tulsa, the country. And, and here we are a church in the suburbs and, and God began to open my eyes and open our church's eyes to our responsibility as a as a kingdom-minded community to to turn our face to Tulsa. And and really when I think about it, it's amazing that God has entrusted us mm-hmm. to expand into Tulsa uh, from Owasso. And and I'm so very grateful. But not only that, this g- group of people that were at Calvary serving faithfully, God has entrusted them to expand into Owasso. Yeah. And now here we are together. Embracing this uh, beautiful path of revitalization, you know, uh, lots of books on uh, are being written right now on revitalization of churches, and and there are multiple paths. and the And the direction we are going is one of the ways that that we're seeing the Lord revitalize a church. and And, and I'll tell you what, I'm so grateful that He has entrusted us to this story. And and I, I, again, I can't wait to see the story that the Lord writes. And, and I'm thankful for a church that was willing to take a step of faith down that road. And, and, and you know, we need to do a whole podcast about that because so many, uh, there, there's so many twists and turns and aspects to this story. It's not been easy. Uh, it's not been Without challenge, uh, we still have to go put our head around it and heart around it. But but I'll tell you the Lord continues to write a beautiful story as our churches have come together and we're seeing a revitalization in progress. And and there's a lot of work to be done, but it's um it's amazing that three years ago today, yeah, uh God started that story. And what, that's why I think it's such a beautiful day to start this podcast as we continue to communicate, uh, both here in Owasso and in Tulsa, because I think this will be a, a blessing for our entire church body to just celebrate and, and, and wrestle through and pray through and seek the Lord. And, uh, I just, I'm just i just grateful for today.
0: Yeah, it's been really interesting to just see how that whole process has worked. One of the things I love about just our Southern Baptist heritage is the cooperative nature of who we are, that individual churches would cooperate in order to, to share the gospel with people. But, but I think what we're talking about with what, what's going on between Calvary and First Owasso is is really a collaboration. It's a step beyond cooperation. We're sharing vision and values and resources and methods and personnel and 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 all of those things. And, and in that sharing, it allows us to maximize the strengths of both locations and overcome the weaknesses of both locations. And really what we saw, even we just saw it as we were going through that process of just investigating, is this the right time? Is this the right path? Should we become one church in two locations? How does that really work? Even as we investigated all of that, it was awesome to see that really the heart of the people in both churches was already exactly the same. And and so it made it easy for us to cooperate, but it, it also amplified our ability to collaborate for us to take that cooperation even deeper as we looked for ways to to just continue to share the gospel, the way, our, the way our missions pastor talks about it here, there, and everywhere. And it really has just amplified and magnified the message that we're able to carry everywhere we go. I'm just really grateful. That we get to do it together. And it's been amazing to see what God's done through all of that. And in the middle of all of that, one of the one of the values that we thought was important was that in every location uh, would be that that people would be able to know their pastor, that they would be able to hear live preaching wherever it is that they go, that we would be raising up another generation of pastors, another generation of, of preachers. And so it's been great to see on the Calvary campus and at the Owasso campus, just what God has done through the preaching ministry of the church as we're, as we're developing people and as we're raising one another up and encouraging one another and challenging one another. Right now, we're in a series called A King's Tale. And and what we're doing is we're moving just kind of section by section through the story of First Samuel. And we're we're seeing just kind of that history of Israel as they move out of the time of the judges and, and into the time of the kings and and just what God was doing in those people and through them and, and with them. And so so that's that's where we've been, Chris, and, and that's where you were last week. So just talk to us a little bit about last week's message. If you could kind of sum up last week in kind of one sentence. What, what would you say is the focus of what you were trying to talk to us about last Sunday morning out of 1 Samuel?
1: Yeah, I love the series in First Samuel. What, a, what an important book for us to understand. I mean, this Old Testament historical narrative. Uh, here you have God's people that are coming out of this period of rebellion with the judges. And, uh, uh, man, just in the story of Scripture, it was a, a difficult time for God's people. In fact, the Word of God was rare in those days, uh, that's what the scripture says directly with, uh, about Samuel, that, that during his time, the word of the Lord was rare because people were in such, God's people were in such a state of rebellion. And, and you know, the dark period of the judges, that was what was uh, going on in history. And, and then you have God beginning to restore his people. Now, they rebelled again because the book of Samuel is this transition from uh, the period of judges to the period of kings. And 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 the truth is, God's people, we have one king, and it's the king of all kings, the Lord of all lords. But yet they wanted a king, and, and they kind of rebelled against that. And so uh, God gave them a king. But uh, the story of Samuel is a beautiful story of, of learning their rebellion and 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 dealing with the consequences of sin, and it's a it's a very very important book for for believers to process because believers can live in a state of rebellion, and and you know we're we're we're. Two weeks into it, we finished two weeks of this series, and and I'm looking forward to just digging digging into the entire book of these kings, and and we haven't gotten to a king yet, uh, but we're still in the process of Samuel, and and this past week was was this idea, this reality that God still speaks, that God has spoken to us. I mean, think about it. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Today, we have the word of God. We have the Bible that was written, in, it's written in black and white for us, and some red letters, you know, that we know it was Jesus saying things. And and so we are in this day where God's word is not rare uh, because we have it right in, our, right in front of us. I mean, the Bible is still the most uh, printed book in the history of the world. And, um, and it's in many of our homes, but it tends to be on our shelves. And so one of the things that I'm praying is that God's word is, we, we turn our face to God's word, and he, we let his word speak. And God speaks through his spirit. He speaks through people. He speaks through the church. He speaks through circumstances. But th- the lens to which we understand all those ways that God speaks is, is his word. And that's why uh, our class on Wednesday night is so important. That's why we. it's my prayer that we as a body— are able to engage the word effectively and clearly in an appropriate way where we understand it. And, um, and so my, my prayer for this week and, and this past Sunday is that we recognize that God still speaks.
0: Yeah, he absolutely does. And he does that through his word. It's part of that 936 challenge that that at 936 in the morning, we would just be reminded to turn our hearts and our minds towards God, that as much as we're praying and saying things to him, that we would listen to his voice and that the easiest way for us to hear his voice is to simply turn our face to his word to understand what it says, and to put it into practice. And so just based on what you just said, if there's something you wanted us to do about the thing we learned Sunday, what is something you hope we put into practice this week, just specifically related to what you talked about Sunday?
1: Well, it's simple. Pay attention. Yeah, Pay attention to God. Pay attention to His voice. Lean into Him. Uh, there, there are times that God will speak words of encouragement to us. There are times that God speaks words of rebuke to us. Yeah. Both of those are beautiful blessings. And so let's lean in to the voice of God and embrace it because his words are no empty thing for us. His words are very life to us, yeah, and so really let's good. listen to his voice.
0: Yeah, that's really good. So, where are we headed next in First Samuel? What's 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 up next?
1: Yeah, ne- next it is chapters four through seven, and it's just so funny. Uh, you really just gotta gotta go look at this, and and I, I just can't wait to. To preach this message in, in 1 Samuel 4 through 7. We're going to cover a big swath, three chapters, but, but really the, the idea there's only one God. I mean, God is the king of all kings, no one stands up to him, and, and this is very evident in this passage of scripture. But but really, the when you look at this passage, chapters four through seven of first Samuel you really see the anatomy of repentance. And it is my prayer that we recognize the joy and the blessing and the importance of being a repentant people. Um, You know, sometimes we look at repentance as just a one and done type thing no we are constantly uh, with the Lord in our relationship with him in this state of repentance where we need to be right with the Lord confessing our sins to one another to the Lord and and growing in our walk with the Lord and so so really that's the heart of this week is is that we really understand the anatomy of of repentance. That's really cool.
0: Because that that's a really serious topic. It's a really important topic. And I, I do think it's ironic that, that you're using the word anatomy of repentance in context of 1 Samuel 4 through 7. I'm just gonna encourage everybody, go read that because there are times when scripture is very serious and in the middle of the serious seriousness, God puts something that's just Really funny, and it's it's kind of right there in the middle it's of that right passage, and, and so is, yeah, you'll have I to come Sunday I'm, to hear more about it. But that's... I just hope I'm appropriate as we <laughs> preach it. So I yeah, be we'll so, we'll try funny. not to show pictures or anything. Yeah, no that'll, pictures. That'll be good. So, well, Chris, thanks for taking time today to talk with us a little bit about what's going on. I'm looking forward to what's next, and and the next time we get together in this platform to do this. And for all of you who are listening, thanks so much for making the time to jump in and join us today. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you can catch future episodes. And, if you, and, and you can really help us connect with more people by pressing the like button or leaving a comment or doing both. And we just want to say thanks for listening. And we hope that you'll use your platform, that you'll recognize that you can use your place of greatest influence to connect with someone today. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. We are grateful you joined us today on the platform. If you're in the Owasso or Tulsa area, we would love to meet you face to face. Services take place every weekend at First Baptist Church Owasso and on the Calvary campus in Tulsa. You can also catch us on most social media sites and online at fbcowasso.org. We're praying that God will do something in you and through you that can't possibly be explained because of you. We look forward to how God will use you on your platform.